Happy Mother's Day to you mothers. We have a special day for you today. Somebody say amen. 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 Mothers are special. We're going to take a moment to pray. The men are still cooking, but the food's just about there. So we're going to take a moment to pray and invite the mothers to make sure you go first. Mothers-to-be, future mothers, go up there and start getting some food. Sit down, and then we're going to start our program at about 1045. We'll take a break and do some worship and a, a few other things that I'll let you know as we go on, okay? But let's take a moment to pray. Thank you all for coming. Father, we bless you. We praise you this morning. Uh, we just thank you that you're the father of all. We thank you that you're, you're the creator of all. We thank you for this special day. We thank you for mothers, present, future, and even those who have the spirit of a mom. You know who they are. We thank you and praise you for blessing us with these ladies. And thank you and, and praise you, dear God, for the men that have worked so hard to make this a special day for them. Holy Spirit, above all, we invite you. You're the Lord of our fellowship. You're the Lord of our lives. And Lord, you're the Lord of our mothers. And we praise you and thank you. We pray that you would glorify the name of Jesus amidst us today in everything that we say and do. We just invite you to worship in us and through us, to fellowship in us and through us, and to above all glorify Christ in us and through us. We bless you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And Lord, bless the food to our bodies. Amen. Mothers first. That was mentioned. welcome all the future mothers and we welcome all who have the spirit of a mother amen so you're all welcome we thank God for the men as well for all your hard work if you ladies have it in you if you can just give a hand of applause for the men and for their hard work and then the men can give a warm welcome for the ladies amen so let's hear the men amen all right this is the order okay continue to eat uh, but we're going to have a moment of worship now. We're then going to have a, a skit. So I want you to pay attention to the skit. And then God's word will be brought forth. And then after that, I want, let me say this carefully, all mothers, all future mothers, and all who have the spirit of a mother uh, are going to get a gift before you go home. So make sure you wait to the end of the, the service, and we'll have something for your work. Anyone, any young lady 12 13 years of age and older you all going to get something today amen you all have the capability right you have motherhood in you so let's pray father thank you for your grace uh, we pray that you would guide and direct us now as we worship the king of kings and the giver of life the giver of mothers we pray that you would bless the continuance of this service and we bless you in jesus name amen all right good morning everyone Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers here. And I'm going to wait for Patty to take her time to get onto her chair. All right. Well, you guys can sit where you are, and you can just join us when you're ready to sing, okay? So we're going to start with uh, this amazing grace. This is amazing grace. 
that you have done for us, things that we're aware of, things that we're not aware of, things that haven't happened yet, but we trust and we know that you are moving in our life and you are moving for something good. Um, and we just thank you and praise you and bless you this morning um, because we just, we love you. You're amazing. Um, you're everything. And we just want to draw closer to you as we worship, as we prepare for your word this morning. We want to be changed to be made more in your image, to be made more like you, to, to, to show who you are to this world. We pray all of this, and we pray that our praise this morning will be pleasing to your ears. We pray this in your holy and precious name. Amen. I've been held in your hands 
of the goodness of God. And all my life, you have been Three of us, Marys, Mary Cubed, as I affectionately call us, <clears throat> get together annually to support Mother's Day on Earth. We can pray for all the mothers after we have our tea. Thank you for getting this together for us. This is so fun. What is Mother's Day again? Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> it's a day 
set aside on earth to honor mothers, um, to remember our own mothers, and also for our husbands and children to honor us. I like the thought of that. Oh, to remember my mom, she was always so good to me, even though I was a little rebellious. Oh. <laughs> Being a mother is a special gift, as I know. Surely so. Now what type of tea are we going to have today, Mary? Well, it's my special kind. Mm. Oh, well. Of course. It's rosemary. Ah, I could recognize this scent anywhere. Oh, I love rosemary. Mm. Um, does anyone need any honey? Well, you know, since coming to heaven, I've not needed any more sweetening. Yes. I know what I you did, mean. I did before, mm -hmm. but now everything is so sweet and wonderful, I don't need any more. But thank you for offering. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. I know what you mean. Every day with Jesus is so sweet. I know what you mean, Mary Magdala. Even when Jesus was a young child, he brought such joy to Joseph and me. It's like what King David said in the Psalms. He was anointed with the oil of joy above his fellows. Yes, I remember that verse. Is that oil of joy that you have here? Uh, <clears throat> um, yes. Um, and it's this bottle, but it's never empty. It's so precious to me. I always wear this. What was it like to be Jesus' mother? Well, it never seemed like work. I had joy knowing I was working in our home as unto the Lord. Truly, you were blessed. Because all the Jewish girls wanted to be blessed just like you were. You were the envy. You know? <laughs> and all women are blessed to find God's placement in their families. He gives us each a place to serve. Although my sister Martha thought I'd never find mine. <laughs> Mary Magdala from Magdala. What, what do you have in your necklace? Well, my necklace, it's filled with my tears. When I came to heaven, Jesus himself gave me this. He said, he wanted me to remember how I wept outside the tomb before he revealed himself to me. So he put all my tears in here. He said he kept them in this bottle. And that he knew every time I wept. And he delivered me from all those tears when he rose from the dead. That's like in Psalm 56.3. Praise God. Then his knowledge and compassion never fail women in any generation. Oh, more tea, anyone? Yes, please. Oh, yes, please. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. Mary of Bethany, what's in the bottle that you wear around your neck? I wear this necklace, but my bottle is empty. Empty? empty? It is empty. <gasps> My bottle held nard, but it was poured out over Jesus' feet when he visited our home in Bethany after Lazarus was raised from death. I wear it to remind myself of worship and adoration. Truly something we can all do to honor Jesus. Yes, very true. Um, does anyone want anything more? Oh, no, 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 thank you. Thanks so much. Um, <laughs> is it time to pray then? Yes. Sure, let's pray. Lord God, we bless you with all you, and you have blessed us all with mothers. We thank you for them and how they cared for us. We thank you for godly mothers who taught us about you and about Jesus. They gave us love from you and nurtured us so we can choose to follow you on our own. Please strengthen and assist those who serve as mothers, God, 
and be with those who now are lonely with their children gone, for all love comes from you who sent Jesus to be the Messiah and Savior. Amen. Well, let's get together again next year to support all the women on earth who continue to serve God wherever he has placed them. Yeah, that's good. And next year, let's invite all those new to heaven. Good idea. Yeah. Yes. Okay, see you then. (laughs) Thanks, Mary. Bye, Mary. Bye, Mary. Bye, Mary. Bye, Bye, Mary. Bye. Bye. See you, Mary. Bye, Mary. Hello? Oh, okay, it was, it needs. That never gets old. <laughs> well, good. I need to, all right, good. Well, good morning. Um, I feel like I should first start by saying I don't like speaking in front of people. Um, But here I am, and I am excited. I'm trying to be excited, more excited than nervous, hopefully. Um, But anyway, so I am happy to be up here this morning to share uh, a message that God has put on my heart. And I do have a little confession to make that this is not about Mother's Day. I tried really hard. I had like a third of a of a message of about Deborah. She was like, you know, she was fighter. Us moms have to be fighters. And then all of a sudden, I came to church one day, and um, Pastor Jay had a sermon that they had the title, and I misread it. And I thought, oh my goodness, that would be a great title for a message. I wish I would have thought about it. But I misread it. His title was A Tale of Three Gardens. <laughs> and so mine is called A Tale of Three Marys. 
Um, and so this morning, I wanted to, I figured it had to be a God thing. If I misread it and thought it said a tale of three Marys, like gardens Marys don't sound anything alike. Um, so I figured it must be a God thing. So I went in that direction. And um, so this morning, a tale of three Marys. I need to come, to come up here a little bit more. There we go. Just so I can see the screen. Um, So as you saw from the skit, which was awesome, by the way, Kathy, where's Kathy? That was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So the three Marys that I want to talk about this morning, Mary, mother of Jesus, Mary Magdalene, and Mary of Bethany, the three lovely ladies that you saw behind, that were behind me here. Um, They all have a very unique relationship to Jesus. They had very different experiences with him, but they all loved him greatly. And so this morning, I want to take a look at each one of the three Marys, and I want to just go through the scripture and see what God, what the Bible says about each one, and what we can take away from that, and how, what the word says about each Mary, how we can use that to have a greater understanding to our faith, how we can strengthen our faith, how we can be inspired to chase after the faith like these three women did. Um, So the first one is Mary. She's the mother of Jesus. All right, good job. Um, So, all right, so it is Mother's Day, mother of Jesus, Right, so, but it's not entirely, it's not entirely a Mother's Day um, message, but I had to include Mary, the mother of Jesus, right? If everyone says, what Mary do you think of from the Bible? Jesus' mom. Um, And I do have scripture, we're not quite to that yet, if you can, thank you. (laughs) So if, if someone said to me, what do you think about Mary, mother of Jesus? I don't necessarily think of any particular scripture or passage, but what I think about as being a mom myself is here's a woman who devoted her entire life as a mom to the care, to the love, to the protection of Jesus, her other children as well, but Jesus specifically is what we're talking about today, and that included trusting God to take care of him. Um, She was his mom, only mommy had. So she had a very unique relationship with Jesus. Um, She probably knew him very well. But at the same time, there's really only so much that you can know and understand about the Son of God. Um, So all parents, myself included, think that their kid is destined for greatness, right? In Mary's case, this was actually true, right? Um, But she never doubted who Jesus was. Um, If we look, and if you put the scripture up, we can read this. This is Luke uh, 1, um, verses 26 to 38. I'll read it out loud because I, I was a teacher, and I am a visual learner, and so I need to see it on the screen in order for me to, to really get it. So I'm going to read it for you. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town of Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, sorry, there's a glare. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Next slide, please. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? 
The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your words to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. So as we see in that passage, Mary didn't say, oh, no, I don't want this job. Give it to somebody else. She might have questioned, why me? What makes me enough? But she never says no. In fact, what she says in verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. She never questioned why. She might have questioned why her, but she didn't question the truth of what the angel told her that night. In fact, Nelson's Illustrated Bible Dictionary refers to her as the first member of the human race to accept Christ. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we also see in Luke 2, uh, verses 41 to 52, that same belief in Jesus, even though she didn't quite understand what every, every aspect of him. So this is when every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of Passover, when he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, there is such a glare. In the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions, everyone who who's heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously waiting for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth, Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. I'm not going to confirm this, but my kids tell a story. My oldest, my son, tells a story of when he got misplaced <laughs> temporarily, <laughs> temporarily um, in, at Niagara Falls. I'm not confirming or denying that this happened. I'm just saying if it would have happened, I would have been very nervous, very scared. So um, to not be able to find Jesus, even going back, to, <laughs> back um, for three more days, I can't even imagine. I just can't. Um, but we see Jesus as a 12-year-old boy. His parents were going home. He didn't. When they went home and Jesus stayed behind, they rushed back to try to find him. Um, and what he says to them is, why were you searching for me? Didn't you know that I have to be in my father's house? It says in verse uh, 52 specifically, it says that Mary treasured all these things in her heart. See, Mary didn't understand everything about Jesus. She was still learning about him, like we are still learning who Jesus is. But everything she learned and she understood, she held that close to her heart. We do that too as parents, don't we? Our kids do something funny. We want to make a note of it or remember it so that we can go back and, oh, this is why, this is when they first started their love of basketball, reading, music, whatever, whatever it happens to be. Um, we, we want to treasure those in our hearts. And that's what Mary was doing here. She, but she was using it as, as to help her to understand who he is. She gave birth to him. The angel Gabriel visited and said, you 
you are going to have a son. He's going to be called Lord or Son of the Most High. And there's only so much of that we can wrap our brains around. Um, but Mary, even though she never doubted and didn't fully understand, she took the things that she was learning about Jesus and treasuring them in her heart so that she could use them to help her remember who he is and put the pieces together to know more about who her son was. So what can we learn from Mary, mother of Jesus, from these verses? So here's what I personally, for me, this is what, this is what I get out of these. We can learn that we should treasure in our hearts, like Mary did, the things that God has done for us and around us. Treasure them, remember them, so that when we are in times of trouble, we can recall those, we can bring them to memory, so that it can help keep our faith strong, it can help us remember who we are in Christ, who God says we are, that he's already helped us so many times before, and that he can help us again. But we can use the things that we treasure in our hearts from God, we can use those to strengthen our faith during difficult times. Next, we have Mary Magdalene. She is our second Mary from the Bible. There's a lot of speculation about Mary that we just don't have biblical evidence for, but we do know this about her, and it's actually not a whole lot. Um, in Luke 8, can we go to the next slide? Luke 8, one, verses 1 through 3, say, After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna, the wife of Chusa, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. So what we can see from this passage is that Mary had seven demons cast out of her. She was demon-possessed at one point. Um, we can assume that she was not a believer at that point with the demons in her. But we know that the day that they were cast out, that she put her faith in Jesus. Um, we know that from that day forward, she was a follower of Jesus. And we can even see at the end of this verse, it talks about how she was one of the women who were financially supporting Jesus and his ministry at this time. Mary also played another important role in the Bible with Jesus, and it was after the resurrection. So if we can go to the next slide. Um, and this is found in John uh, chapter 20. This is after she comes to the tomb and sees the stone rolled away. Okay, this is after that. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they've put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni. Did I say that right? Rabboni? Rabboni? I don't know how to say that. <laughs> Which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with, these, with this news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. So we don't see a lot about Mary Magdalene in scripture, but she plays two really big, important roles. 
she was healed. Three, I guess. She was healed. She was supporting Jesus' ministry. And she's the first person that Jesus appeared to after his resurrection. What can we learn about Mary Magdalene? Mary Magdalene, what we can learn from her is that God can use anybody. God can use anybody. We don't have to be rich. We don't have to have the world think that we're important. We don't even have to have it all together. All God wants is a willing spirit, and he does the rest. He empowers you. He will strengthen you. Think about Mary Magdalene. She had two strikes against her already. One, she was a woman. And two, she'd been demon-possessed. So we know that reputations are hard to get rid of, right? Yeah. Okay, it's hard to change people's minds, especially if they think something poorly of you and you're trying to make them think something not poorly of you. Everybody was going to remember that Mary Magdalene had at one point been demon-possessed. And she was a woman, during that time, women, what they had to say was not taken as seriously. But the fact that God chose her, a woman, formerly demon-possessed, it shows us that God can use anybody. So that's what I want you to remember about Mary Magdalene and her story, is that God can use you, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be a great speaker. You don't have to be a great anything. You just have to be willing to let God use you. And he will. He will do the rest. He will equip you. He will give you the words to speak. Um, and he will do the work. And he will get the glory. <laughs> um, and if we go to the, la the next slide, we have Mary of Bethany. Mary, Mary, Mary of Bethany, she is the sister of Martha and Lazarus. And we don't know a whole lot about her, um, but we can know some of the things based upon what we read in Scripture. In Luke 10, verses 38 to 41, 42, I'm sorry. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Listen, I have two daughters at home. This is like real sister arguments. <laughs> Tell her to help me. Martha Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Mary had the right idea. Yes, it is tempting to want to serve Jesus the very best meal you can and make sure everything is perfect for the Son of God, but that's not what mattered. The house didn't need to be perfectly clean. Didn't have to have a meal that was fit for a king. Mary understood that. She just wanted to be close to Jesus. She wanted to sit by his feet. And she wanted to take in everything that was him. And she wanted to learn and listen to hear what he has to say. And that was something Martha didn't understand. She let all of the other things become a distraction. We also see Mary of Bethany on the next slide. Oh, right here, there it is. Um, in John 12, verses 1 through 8. It says, six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here, a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. 
and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Mary knew how expensive that nerd was. She knew. But she also recognized that there was no more important occasion to use that and no person more important or more deserving to have it used on. She could have sold it and done what Judas said, sell it, give it to the poor. She could have sold it and kept the money, but she didn't. She could have been distracted by the value of that perfume, but she wasn't. And just like when Jesus had come to dinner at their house, she recognized the value of the Savior instead of the value of everything going on around him, her. So what can we learn from Mary of Bethany? We learn the importance of being present and putting our relationship with Jesus first. The world is going to try to distract us and to try to get us to keep our focus and our eyes off of Jesus. And when that happens... All of the other things seem so much more important all of a sudden. I'm speaking from experience. I'm sure we all can relate. But Mary of Bethany gives us a great example to follow. I think I'm missing a word. For blocking everything out. <laughs> I should say blocking everything out. To sit at Jesus' feet. To listen to what he has to say to spend time with him, to give him her best. That nard was her best. And she gave that to Jesus. She used that for him. And that's the example that Mary of Bethany leaves for us. So we have three different Marys, very different, very different experiences, but they each can teach us valuable lessons about our relationship with God. Mary, mother of Jesus, she teaches us that we need to store up the treasures in our heart of the things that God has done in our lives around us, even through us, so that we can remember those during trying times, during times when our faith just feels so small and so weak. Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene can teach us that we don't have to be anything more than what we are for God to use us. We just need to step back, not get in the way, and be willing to let him do what he wants to do through you. And Mary of Bethany, we can learn that he, that we can be, that we need to be present with Jesus. Not just focusing on everything else in the world, it's easy to lose focus, but to not forget that we need to spend time at his feet. We need to spend time listening to what he has to say. We need to give him our best instead of saving our best for the world. Thank you. I don't know. <laughs> Let me pray real quick before, <laughs> before I take all of this off. <laughs> God, we just come before you this morning, and we're just so thankful for the words that you have spoken, ways that we can look at these different Marys, um, ways that we can use their example to help us to be better Christ followers. Um, thank you that you use people who 
aren't worthy, people who don't have it all together, people who, who aren't rich. Thank you that you just use us just as we are. And thank you that you gave us these memories and you gave us the ability to store memories and remember them so that we can look back on them and think, oh, man, God, you did this before. You can do it again. And thank you for the reminder that we need to be present with you, that we need to block out the world because sometimes they're shouting at us. Thank you that we can be like Mary of Bethany and that we can sit at your feet and we can spend time with you and we can pray and we can read your word and we can be encouraged through that. And I just thank you um, for the way that you're going to change our lives as we walk out the door this morning. I thank you that um, your word is never void um, and that the words that were spoken this morning I just pray that they were able to penetrate into our hearts so that we can be more like you every day. We love you. We praise you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'll call you next Mother's Day. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you. It's on here. Thank you, Heather. Uh, okay, so. Okay, <clears throat> so. Here's the one thing that um, every one of the three Marys had an encounter with Jesus, right? All three of them. So all of them had the privilege of encountering him but they all had the that encounter because jesus made it his business to be there so that they can encounter him and i think it's important for all of us to remember today that whether it's mother's day or father's day or any old day jesus is always available to be encountered and that applies today so as we came here today, we're going to finish our service now, but I want to make sure that I, I let you know as you're seated there. I don't know everyone, uh, and I don't know, and even if I know you, I don't know where everyone is at with Jesus this morning. Uh, even though I might have known a week ago, things change on a daily basis with the challenges of life. So I don't know where everybody's at this morning, this day, right now, today with Jesus, but I want you to know that he's here right now today to be encountered. And whether we encountered him last week or last night and today we're not, or for whatever reason, I want you to know that he's here to be encountered today. So I want us to just bow your heads for a moment. Just bow your heads for a moment. This is not just for mothers. Thank you, Spirit of God, for giving Heather these words. But this is not just for mothers. It's for, it's, it's for sons and daughters, and it's for husbands, and it's for brothers, and it's for people in general. It's for every single one of us. Thank you for being here this morning, Jesus, that you fellowshiped with us at this uh, Mother's Day brunch. And you worked through the men and you worked through the women and you worked through the little ones. And, and you're here right now to be encountered, Jesus. Generations have passed on, but you're still in the business of making it possible, making yourself available to be encountered. And you know where every one of us is at this morning. You know what Mary was thinking and the other Marys were thinking. And you know what we're thinking. And you know the challenges and the, the conflicts and the difficulties of life. And you know, Father, the, the things that life brings our way sometimes that causes us to, to lose sight of you. Or to lose trust in you. And so this morning as we get ready to close, if you need uh, Jesus to come alongside you this morning mother or not mother, for whatever reason, you just need him who is here, available to be encountered, to just, would you stand, if you know in your heart of hearts that today you need Jesus to come alongside you, just stand where you're at, because he's here to be encountered, just stand right where you're at, the food was good, the music was good, the fellowship was good, but he's even better. And he's here to be embraced. He's here to embrace someone.
He's here to minister to you today, my friend. This morning, he knows your need. And that's why he brought you here. So just please stand if that's your prayer. Anybody? Amen. Anybody else? Just stand. Say, I just need Jesus to meet me. I just need him to meet me. I want to be the Mary that he met that day. I want, I want him to meet me. Just stand, please. Satan's a liar, and he's been defeated. And he wants to keep us trapped and to keep us without a sense of God and to keep us in a little rut. Just stand in the name of Jesus because he's here to be encountered this morning. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. I need someone to just stand next to these guys. Just put your arm on, on one of them. Just, just take a moment. Just stand right next to them. That's right. We can use more than one on each person. If there's anyone else who just needs someone, to, just, just needs to encounter Jesus. Just, I just need, I just need, a, I need a confirmation. I just need, I, I just need to know that he's with me. He knows my trial. No one else does, but he does. And at this point, no one else needs to. Only Jesus needs to at this point. So just stand. Anybody else? Anybody else? Father, I pray with these, and please pray for the person you're next to. In Jesus' name, I thank you for them. I thank you for bringing them here. I thank you that before they got here, you already knew. And that you were here before they got here. Father, you know the need. You know why they're standing. You know. You know the trials and the challenges. You know the prayers. You, need, you know the internal need, dear Jesus. Would you meet that need? Would you embrace him? Would you embrace her? Would you embrace them? Would they know this morning that though it's Mother's Day, that you came to do other business as well? And you came to minister to everyone and anyone who uh, wants to be ministered this morning. And so, God, would you embrace would you bless? Would you cover? Would you remind of your love? Would you give confidence, a sense of your presence in the name of Jesus? Thank you that you are still uh, welcoming people into your presence. And so we pray for these that are standing and any others that might be wrestling with whether should I stand or not. In the name of Jesus, I pray for them as well, that you remind them that yes, that you are here with them. And want to meet them as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I want to finish by reading something here that I have. I did want to say something that Heather said that I want to pick up off of. You know, women were not very, very important in those days. But they were important to Jesus, and he showed that. They were not important to society, but they were important to Jesus. I still don't understand that because the society that was rejecting women eventually evidently came from a woman one day. I don't, still don't understand how, how that happens. But um, I just want you to know that women, every church I've been to, ministry doesn't happen without the women. And we need to know that women play a very, very important part in the church of Jesus Christ. So I just wanted to say that. All right, so thank you again, Sister uh, Heather. I wanted to read a, a poem, and then I want to uh, say one more thing. It's called a Mother's Day Prayer. Lord, today we pray for mothers everywhere. Bless moms who are expecting a baby. Calm their fears and keep their new little ones safe. Bless mothers who have babies and toddlers and are in a busy season of bottles, sippy cups, and endless laundry. Give them, the, give them to moms of little ones. They need it, Lord. Bless mothers who have busy school-aged children. Give them with an extra measure of wisdom to answer questions, to model maturity, and to mold young hearts. Bless mothers who parent teens. Allow them the grace to let go when needed and the courage to provide firm boundaries when required. Bless mothers of adult children that they would savor the joy of friendship with their child. Bless single mothers with the strength to fulfill many roles. Provide them with support people in their lives. Bless moms who are married that they would care for their children by making their husbands a priority. Bless grandmothers who have the double blessing of being both mother and grandmother. May they spoil their grandkids with, a, with abandon. 
We pray peace for mothers who have lost a child and for women who are grieving because of infertility. Give us eyes to see women around us who struggle to mother well. Help us to be the hands and feet of Jesus to them. Thank you for our mothers. They gave us life, and for that gift, we are forever grateful. We pray for mothers everywhere. In Jesus' name, amen. So what I want to ask this morning as we close, I want to have all stand. I want to have all stand who are mothers, stepmothers, or women who have the impact of a mother in the lives of others. I need you to stand. Or mothers, stepmothers, mothers who have a women who have a, a mother's impact in the life of people. And we need young ladies, anyone 13 years and older, please stand. Young ladies, if you can all stand. Caleb. If there's anyone else seating that needs to be standing, everyone standing gets one of these. Amen. All you ladies are wonderful. Lydia, I want you to stand as well, please. Amen. And then, Caleb, way in the back, there's three men. Or, or, Amy's here. There's two men way in the back that they need to get one of those, okay? And then, Jim, raise your hand so Jeremiah sees you right there and give one for your wife, please. Thank you. Ladies, I just want you to know that you are special. Every single one of you are special. You play a very, very important part in the life that God's given you in the life of people in your life, not just in the church. So you are special. We thank God for the ladies. Amen? We thank God for the ladies. Let me close in prayer. Let me just say before I finish that we do have extra food in the back. If anyone wants to take some food, there's plenty of food back there. Okay? Or if you want to eat before you leave, you can do that as well. All right? Just make sure you save some for the pastors, plural, class pastors of the church. All right. Let's pray. Father, thank you for these ladies, Lord. We love them. Help them to know that this morning. Help them to know that no matter what, no matter what, they are loved. In fact, I want every, if your mom is here, if your mom is here, I want you to come alongside her. I want to do that before I close in prayer. Okay, so if your mom is here, come alongside her. I need you to come alongside your mom, and I want you to do me a big favor. I want you to do me a big favor. I want you to give your mom a hug right now and tell her I love you. I want you to make sure you do that. I want to make sure you do that. Everyone's doing that, all right? Make sure I love you. I was thinking about this the other day. My mom is in heaven today. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. There were many times when um, she would do something to show me that she wasn't perfect. And I would, I would judge her for that. And not too long ago, uh, God reminded me that my mom didn't have a perfect son neither. We need to be careful that we expect perfection from those who are not perfect when we ourselves are not perfect. Amen. Um, there is a mother, I, I need some, and some people are sitting, Brother Dave, come alongside. Some of the mothers that are, that, are, that are sitting down or standing without someone next to them, can someone come alongside them? I want to borrow some men, okay? So I want to borrow a few men. There's a few mothers here without someone next to them. Would you just go there next to them and just represent uh, that person in their life? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. 
Spirit of God, we bless you and praise you. Your word says that you would give us um, the things that we need, right? Every good and perfect gift comes from you. You have gifted us with mothers. Uh, some of us don't have our mothers any, any longer, but we thank you that you've gifted us with mothers and that we experience that. And even still, God, we have mother figures in our churches. We have mother figures in our lives. I want to thank every mother of our church that plays the role of a mom. There's some in this church, and you know who you are, that, that uh, we can come alongside you and, 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 and hear the words of a loving person, a mom. So thank you for these ladies. Thank you for the young ones that are uh, uh, coming up. Thank you for their lives. Bless them. Protect them, especially in these days, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that they would grow up to be dynamic women for Jesus. I pray that you would bless the marriages in these homes that you would bless husbands and wives and even those whose relationship didn't work out, God, that they defy a strong relationship with Jesus. You're the provider of everything that we need. You fill the void. Only you can. And you provide the things we need, O oh God. And so in Jesus' name, would you show yourself again and again, Lord, faithful. The one who promises is also the one who provides. We thank you for the Marys of the Bible but we thank you for the Marys of our lives, those that play the role of a mother, those that were mothers, and those that play the role of a mother in our lives. And Father, we lift up to you the children of our church and children in general today, that they would know that they are loved because God created them to be who they are, and that they would be embraced and loved by their moms and their dads, their caretakers, oh God, in the name of Jesus. But above all, we invite the embrace of Jesus the love of Christ, the arms of Jesus to come around your people and to show them that you're real. And may we play the role in the lives of those you bring our way, whether it be at home, at work, in the streets, in our workplaces, that we would play the role of a loving person that expresses and exposes the love of Jesus by way of your spirit working in us and through us. We praise you, we thank you, and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. And all the people together say, Amen. Amen. Thank you.